All right, Brendan. So now it is time for part two of the three phrase, the three phases of getting into flow. If you didn't listen or watch part one, where we talked about uh, using motivation to get into flow, make sure to check it out. In part two, we are going to be talking about learning, and oh, do I love this topic because this is something that is literally the DNA of who I am. I'm someone who has lived multiple different lives, but the real separator is uh, corporate Rob and entrepreneur Rob. And when I went from having a growth mindset and self-awareness versus not having those things. And I think back to uh, the day I quit my digital advertising sales job, went from multiple six figures to $0 overnight. And the world was entirely on me. And a beautiful thing happened over the course of the next few months. Number one, I audited the success habits of the most successful people in the world. What are the habits, routines, mindsets, ways of being for them to create the things that I want to do? And in the process, I was like, holy smokes, I am accountable for every single thing in my entire life. My health, my wealth, my love, my happiness, going to the gym, my relationships. It is all on me because I'm at zero. And if you've never experienced it before, you're like, whoa, everything's on me. And then with that, via auditing the success habits, I adopted a growth mindset, always learning, realizing I want to get better. And it was like Neo in the Matrix who's like, oh my Lord, I believe he says he, he learns Kung Fu. I'm the same way. You put something in my brain and someone said to me, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. And once I adopted a growth mindset, psh, unlimited learning. So that is my framing of where I'm coming from when it talks to learning and creating flow. Brendan, what about you? Yeah, I mean, learning is essential, man. I think we're both on that same page. We both probably read like a book a week. We're really in tune with trying to keep things going. And to piggyback off the last conversation about motivation, um, you know, you got to pick topics that keep you curious, right? And that curiosity leads to, well, what do I want to learn next? And then you start taking things in stride. And, and just like the action items we gave you as well, you know, action one, create your list. Action two, see where the intersections are. Once you start to see where those intersections are, it gets really creative on how you keep learning. And there's almost an endless possibility to the amount of things you can learn. So I'm constantly keeping my finger on that pulse. Uh, and, and we can talk through some of the tactical things uh, that you need to do to get better at it. Yeah. And I think, Brendan, as I look at my best clients, the ones that I would consider the ultimate clients, you know what they have in common? This thirst for growth and learning where they say, Rob, I want to launch a podcast. I've never been a host before, but I'm a multi-million dollar CEO. And I watch as they become a sponge for learning when they started zero, where they've never been on camera before. And the next thing I know, they're looking into YouTube keyword optimization and thumbnail stuff. And all of a sudden, you see this hunger for them. And I think that that is such an important thing is the hunger and drive that you have for self-improvement and getting better as it relates to the thing that you want to create. Because one of the challenges of entrepreneurship or creating anything you want in the world is it is a series of doing things you have never done before. So by design, it is a series of obstacles and challenges and self-limiting beliefs where 
Uh, by design, you might not be in flow because you've never done this thing before. So when I did my first 10 podcast episodes, super choppy. I didn't have the belief that I have right now. But fast forward to episode 1,000, I'm like, boom, I can do this in my sleep. So it is your ability to create flow for yourself when you are still uncertain and unconfident in what it is that you're creating. Yeah, absolutely. And the grit and passion thing is definitely a huge piece of it. But again, from the motivation piece, if you're not keeping the things in front of you that keep you motivated and keep that drive alive, uh, it's going to be hard to keep yourself motivated to learn and keep those habits alive that you use to cultivate all the things that keep it going in a perpetual cycle. But the 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 reason why I think this is so powerful when it, when it relates to flow is because Anytime you're out of whack on any one of the three areas, we haven't talked about creativity yet, but when you realize and, and you put the checkpoints in place to be able to understand when you're a little less motivated than you need to be, um, you know, when you're not you need to learn or you don't have enough on your calendar, like you start to put little checkpoints in place in each part of these phases. And it really helps you um, to sort of call it out and reset and go. Because again, it might be creating that new list of 10 things, or it might be going back and seeing if you did uh, your stuff. Or like, I think we do this often, if we find ourselves out of whack on what we want to do. I think we talked about this uh, a week or two ago. It's like, well, what do, what what can I do that can help me spur in getting that next habit stack created? Um, you know, your time having a new baby, that's been a, a challenge, right? But with that, how do I get back in feeling like I'm in flow while I have these sort of micro sections of time to do so? And And I think all things that we're talking about here from a motivation standpoint, from a learning standpoint, um, and from being a creative standpoint as well, if you can get back into patterns and recognize when you're out of flow and try to pick up on little nuances and things that you can do to get back into that and click that on, um, you'll be better for it. Right. And we talked a lot about that two weeks ago. I absolutely love that. You just said this because about an hour ago, as I was optimizing my uh, self mastery, personal growth and development, digital university, where this video is actually going to ultimately live in, uh, I was getting to um, some action items. So the format that I created was, boom, here's the video, and then action items, reminders, and resources. And mm -hmm. one of the biggest game changers for your tool belt that I bet a lot of people don't have or overlook is what is your process for getting back into flow or getting back on track when you get off track? Because it's the slippery slope that we see someone doesn't go to the gym for a day to three days to a week to one month to a year to three years. And like, how in the world did this happen? And I have a philosophy that I live by, no two bad days in a row. One day, I don't really have one bad day, but it's more of a mindset that I don't go to the gym today. You can guarantee I'm going the next day. Why? Because then you've built negative momentum if you don't do two days in a row. So my process says, all right, Rob, you have one bad day. Cool. Next day, you're going no matter what, because that is my process for stopping negative momentum and restarting the positive momentum. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like all of that uh, is almost like a stock, right? Like to get to the path you want to go, um, there's going to be peaks and valleys on that journey, right? But what you're doing is you're capping the downside and making sure you don't have that that hit on the way down and then you spike right back up. So everything's to the moon on a constant basis. You're not letting yourself fall into deep enough valleys to where it just keeps going. And then it's easy to do. Uh, screw it an extra beer, uh, screw it, I'll stay out later, uh, screw it, you know, and then you start sort of uh, relapsing on the promises you made to yourself and some of those things that you really wanted to do.
So let's actually dive deeper into that. So I'll call that collecting evidence. So one Mm -hmm. of the things that is great around creating your being and who it is that you are and creating yourself is that you can walk around in life collecting the evidence or the ways that this is true positively and negatively. So for example, one of my declarations, I am abundantly generous. So now every time I'm in a situation to give a tip, even if it isn't warranted, I will give a tip. And Mm -hmm. that it says to myself, Rob, you are abundantly generous. And I feel into the tip that I gave the Starbucks barista, even though uh, the line was super long and I didn't know that we're giving tips at Starbucks now, but apparently we are and things like that where boom, I'm collecting that evidence. But at the same time, you can collect evidence for yourself on the negative side of things. When you continue to slip and say, you know what, I'm going to have those extra beers or the sleep in later or not do the sales thing that I want. And all of a sudden you're used to that negative momentum because you don't have that element of self accountability in there. So you can create negative evidence for yourself of why it is comfortable and easy and no one's looking and it doesn't matter. And you're not thinking about the compounding interest of what negative 1% every single day has versus 1% positively every single day. Yeah, 100%. And like, again, going back to sort of the more nerdy brain stuff and, and neurological stuff, when, when we talk about extrinsic goals, all of that is survival. And we're all built to be more comfortable. Every fear that we have is about getting more comfortable, right? So like when you really break that down, you're constantly going to be in a position where you're almost by default, your default mechanism, unless you get ahead of it, like what Rob's talking about is to be comfortable. So you have to constantly fight against that drive as a human being, neurologically, biologically, to not go into fear, not go into comfortability and constantly drive yourself out of that. That's where that motivation factor comes in. And obviously that hunger and that drive will allow you to learn more, spur you to go chase those things. And again, if you set those goals high enough and and there's enough of a, a long enough path to go get it, you'll you'll learn what you need to learn along the way. Um, and that's what it really comes down to is learning has to make an impact in that area and constantly keep you almost uncomfortable, like getting comfortably uncomfortable, right? I think is the best way we like to say it. So um, yeah, it's a huge piece of it. And Brendan, I want to go to what you said at the very beginning around learning, picking topics that make you curious. And I think back to the very beginning of my entrepreneurial journey when I was audited in success habits and uh, something just kept on coming over and over again. The average CEO reads 60 books a year. And I looked at myself and I was like, crap, I'm reading zero. Think I want to get on this. So yeah. how do you go from reading zero books a year to reading any books a year? And it's a very simple formulaic thing. And you said uh, topics that make you curious. I would sort of yes and that and say things you're interested in or exciting about. I'm not saying wake up in the morning and go read Harry Potter books because is that really going to help you from a personal growth and development and self-mastery standpoint? No, maybe that can live in a different bucket of your life, but we're talking about learning for the sake of having a growth mindset and getting better. So step one is to pick a book that interests you or excites you. In a simple way to sort of ease into this, maybe reading autobiographies of Uh, celebrities or athletes or prominent figures to learn their journey because there's a lot of inspiration that can come there. 
And then the second thing is, usually once you get on this reading train, that one book leads to the next and you're sort of in a genre. So I think about uh, when I first heard of Grant Cardone and I binge read all three of his books from 10X Rule to Sell or Be Sold and there was one other one in there. And I actually remember Gary V way back in the day when I was first introduced to him and I followed him on social and then I read his books here and I was like, oh my God, this is the best. And I sort of deep dive into this because it, it speaks to something inside of you. And then once you get that hunger, you're like, well, who else is there out there? And the second thing that I realized when it came to learning was, all right, if something is important enough you will always find time to make it happen, right? Like if it is legit, if I'm like, Brendan, I'm gonna give you $100 million if you uh, do 100 jumping jacks a day, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna do that first thing in the morning, guarantee that I'm doing this. All right, so if we know something is important enough, you're gonna find time to make it happen. When is there always time to make something happen? First thing in the morning. So my Mm -hmm. mindset was, if I'm at zero reading books, well, I can make today better than yesterday by design, just by learning something. So I will read for 30 minutes every single day as a way of being the person who's no longer reading zero books a year, but now being the person who reads 60 books a year. Now multiply that over the course of a decade and I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. So very formulaically, you can build learning into your life by stacking it early and making it something that you want to enjoy or consume. Yeah, 100%. And I think too, like the the and also is tying it to the things that you wrote down on that list. Like what are the things that you're curious about? Are Can you do a uh, whatever topic here for dummies and then work your way into sort of the the more medium, like like maybe more of a, a breakdown scientifically of that topic or something along those lines? Because you have to, there's millions of books out there, obviously. But once you start going into that, like you said, it'll feed off, the, that book will feed off the next book. And a lot of times those authors will be, there'll be other recommendations of authors authors that talk about the same topics and maybe they're a little bit more advanced in that topic or in that space or they break it down a different way. Um, So when you're curious about something, you write it down, you're obviously setting that intention. That intention will lead to you introing yourself into learning. Again, if you're motivated enough or curious enough um, or passionate enough about that topic as well. Um, So I do think like to your point, there is sort of a systematic way you can do it. And it really starts with making a list and make sure it not, don't do it on the computer either. Write it down, write it down in a notebook somewhere so that it's, it, it goes in your brain. There's something about that that really helps it stick in there. And neurologically, just helps you sort of put putting pen to paper really helps you make those connection points and work off of that list. Work backwards to pick the top five per, first and maybe even the top three first and then set a goal maybe for this next quarter for one one book a month at the very least. Um, and if you can do a week, do a week. You know, obviously challenging goals are good. You should try to stretch yourself. So as long as it's not a 2000 page book, um, you know, Try to set the goal to read one once a week or once every two weeks and try to at least get one done once a month. Because um, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, we know this from experience is like that will really help cultivate the habit. And what ends up happening is if you're passionate enough or curious enough about the topic, you'll end up reading for longer as you build that habit. So it really does help you get that knowledge in and it helps you stay motivated to keep learning about those specific topics and keep going down that rabbit hole. You know what I mean? into yes in this with you. So how did I learn Photoshop, audio, video editing, social media marketing, being a host? It was 30 minutes a day 
for years. And I specifically remember this usually happening between 8 and 8.30 every single day because one of the excuses that so many people have is, Rob, I just don't have enough time. And I design this into my life. So instead of scrolling on Instagram for 30 minutes or social media, what I say is, It's imperative for me to learn Photoshop because for me to get to where I want to go, I need to learn Photoshop. So therefore, I'm going to sign up for lynda.com or YouTube or whatever course, and I'm going to spend 30 minutes. And so many people, once again, think it has to be this grandiose thing. 30 minutes a day, including the weekends, boom, that is what? Uh, four hours of learning Photoshop. Now do that over a month, that's 16 hours. Now over the course of the year, that's over 160 hours. Think you could become proficient at Photoshop at 30 minutes a day. And that is literally how I've learned every single thing that I do now that I did not know how to do 10 years ago, of which I get paid to do now. Yeah, that's a huge point too, because I think, um, you know, like the 15 minute a day rule or the once a day rule and making it a habit of learning uh, that specific skill. And and the application piece, I think is the biggest piece, like go get uncomfortable and uh, commit to that project, even if for free, right? Go go do a design for somebody. I remember when I, I used to be a graphic designer and uh, when I was getting out of high school and I wasn't, I, I was self-taught, you know, it was just me staying up at a friend's house because I didn't even have a computer that had Photoshop on it, right? And I remember committing to doing a DVD cover as my first project for somebody. And then I just had to figure it out. I had to go do those tutorials or get on lynda.com or do all of those things to sort of cultivate the skills to get that over the line in the time they needed it. And sometimes that motivation factor can really help spur that because getting uncomfortable, having almost that fear of missing the deadline of that fear of, of, of commitment, um, it really does set in motion the ability to really hyper-focus and really learn as well. Because, uh, you know, we haven't talked about fear a lot because I don't think we like to live there, but fear is a huge motivator when it comes to learning or to speeding up that timeline. You know, I'm sure you've been in those positions as well, where it's like, well, if I don't learn this, like I'm fucked for lack of better terms. So it's like, we you do have to keep that in mind that sometimes it's about setting a standard for yourself. Maybe, maybe you not overcommit all the time, make a habit of it, but maybe you do overcommit a little bit and try to pull in that deadline that forces you to, to learn what you need to learn to get it over the line. Um, Cause I think that's a huge piece is get putting yourself in the position to win um, takes like you actually getting hands on and physically doing it. Uh, and so it, it takes trying to build that skill set, writing down those things and then using that list to, to motivate and spur you and let's take some action towards it. All right, so let's give our action item or takeaway from learning as it relates to creating flow. So back to, you know, in the the first podcast, I alluded to the 80-20 rule. I'm a big proponent of this. Um, In a book that Tim Ferriss wrote, I think, I don't know, it was probably years ago now, um, he talks about um, going and attacking, building different skill sets. Like he tried to become a Muay Thai fighter. He tried to do all these different things that take years and years to cultivate, but he would set the deadline like we just talked about, about, okay, I'm in a month or in three months or in a very short amount of time where you're not going to perfect or master any skill for that matter. Um, He would say, I'm going to go into a Muay Thai fight and do that. And so he would have to literally confine the amount of learning into very precise amounts of time and energy and things. And what he did was he would learn uh, and cultivate uh, certain skills within, let's say, Muay Thai, where he would only learn the rear naked choke and a couple moves and master like those one, two or three moves and then go into the fight knowing that he could perfect 
and do those. He might not have had every skill set out there, but it's about trying to break down that task, that skill, whatever you're trying to learn, or even the problem for that matter, um, down into very uh, concise things that get you the majority of the results. Where where are most people finding uh, you know the the twenty percent that lead to the eighty percent of the results, right? And so that, I would encourage everybody to try to break it down as much as possible into that finite amount of things. Yeah, and for me, my takeaway is actually a perspective to think about your learning like a tool belt where you are building a skill set and ways of learning and creating and taking action for yourself. So almost as if you are a carpenter who has uh, nails and hammers and saws and all of these different ways for you to create the life that you want in your life. And for me, that's what excites me so much about learning is I want as many different ways to create around myself as possible. And the way that I do it is by having this hunger and thirst for learning and getting better. So Brendan loved this. This was part two of our three-part podcast on creating flow. Uh, You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. Would love to hear from you about this or go to robcressy.com. Brendan, where can everybody connect with you? I'm on Instagram at Brendan Pettit, uh, B-R-E-N-D-A-N-P-E-T-T-I-T. And... Up next will be part three about creating flow where we're going to get into creativity and creating. Make sure to watch or listen to that immediately after this.